Alright folks, we are back. It's your boy back with our continuation of our NBA talk and their proposal for possible return to the season. Once again, we are back on Facebook Live. I'm just getting updates. Tavares Jackson, former NBA, former NFL, I'm sorry, former NFL QB Tavares Jackson. Uh, he played for the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the Bills before coaching the Alabama State and Tennessee State has died in a car crash. That's ex-NFL QB Tavares Jackson has recently passed in a car crash. Uh, since we're on that note, I also uh, have some friends I want to give a shout-out to. Uh, my friend Christopher Adams, uh, shout-out to you. And everyone else in the family, um, I said his name because I know he's always tuned in. Um, but the Adams family, I offer my condolences for your situation. Also to the Williams family or the Bradshaw family um, for their uh, time, tough time that they're going to. So two families that are close to me, I just want to go live and just give my condolences and prayers going out to those two families, the Adams family and the Bradshaw family, um, for their tough times that they are going through right now. So we want to get back into this NBA talk. And last week, I brought up the uh, issue of possibly the NBA, well, not possibly, but the NBA was initially asking the players to recoup or send pay back half of their uh, remaining salaries for this season. Um, a lot of people chimed in last week. I thought that that was a bit much uh, for that particular, for the NBA to ask. And I have more information now. Um, I came across an article where this particular topic was discussed in detail, in depth. Um, and I have some points from uh, some anonymous agents who have chimed in on this and I have some very very strong and very very interesting points um, which kind of backs up some of the things that I said last week on my own volition uh, from CJ McCollum who is the uh, current player vice president of the NBA Players Association Brian Graves what's going on so here it is, and, and I start with one agent, and the agents are anonymous. Ivan, what's going on? And yes, Ivan, we do have to get you back up here. I'm sure you had a good time. I had a good time as well. It was fun, and we will definitely um, talk about getting you back up here when we can. Lisa Bell, long time no hear from him, but I'm glad you are tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend, you know, get over to Sports Rap uh, Radio Show. Facebook Live is here. I'm here holding it down, giving you. Some updates um, on some sides of things of sports that you don't really, really get in-depth information on. So here we go. Uh, one of the anonymous agents started out by saying that they're going to lose 10% as it is because of uh, Maury, who is the owner of the Golden State Warriors. And now they're talking about losing another 20, another 15% is some, uh, because of something, like I mentioned, that is totally out of their control. Uh, again, the season ultimately had to be uh, canceled, postponed, whatever word you like to 
used due to this growing pandemic. And again, means beyond their control. There's nothing they could do about it. Uh, the league had to cease operations for now. And, you know, it's just where we are with it. So I understand what the agent is saying about in regards to the players. Um, again, we talked last week initially they wanted them to pay 25 to 50% back, which I have updated in my post on social media, and the players will get their full allotment of pay for um, the remainder of the season. So, C.J. McCollum the, brought up some points and some issues that would affect the players in this and one of the things he started out by saying he says that out of 450 NBA players there's probably 150 living paycheck to paycheck as told to Jay Williams um, on ESPN in an interview a few weeks back uh, he also told Bleacher Report and I quote it's hard to manage money when you've never had it before a lot of players especially Years two through four are still trying to figure themselves out. They've either hired a financial advisor or are in the process of hiring someone. They're figuring out their budget, end quote. So let's talk about that particular section for, for a minute. And some of the things that I mentioned last week were right in the lines of what he just said. Uh, you've got guys now who are wealthy beyond their knowledge and it's something that they're dealing with that they've never had to deal with before so some of the frivolous spending um as we like to say i chalk that up to the game because in that there's there's really nothing that can be done about that um like we said like cj even said it himself and he knows firsthand from being around these guys and being the vice president of their players' union, the simple fact that these guys have never had money before. So, of course, they're going to, Kenny, what's going on? They are, they are going to do some things that are going to seem to the average uh, individual that are a little outlandish, um, a little strange. But... It's because of what he just said. They've never had the money before. So it's kind of like I'm growing up in the South, not really more, you know, I had to struggle. I had siblings, yada, yada, yada. Now I'm in the NBA. I'm making at least a million dollars. Let's say I'm making $2 million. And right now I have the access to everything or almost everything that I have ever wanted from the time prior to me being in the NBA. Uh, when you get into those kinds of situations, I don't know if people know or understand, you will get things offered to you um, just because they know that you're the cash cow, so to speak. Uh, they know that you're a professional athlete and you will have the money to pay for it. You'll pay for it somewhere down the line. They'll lease stuff to you. They'll loan stuff to you, you know, and on consignment, if you will, because they're very comfortable, more comfortable than they are with the average working man. Um, and getting paid for what they loaned you or what they allowed you to use or whatever. So you get a lot of these guys, again, like we said, and like CJ said, that 
are now hiring financial advisors to help them spend and keep some of their money. Uh, and, and they're still finding themselves and they're still trying to create or find a budget for themselves because initially going in, it's no way that you can come from, let's just go on a limb, go from being poor or being middle class to, be, to being into the rich class or the wealthy class and be able to adjust that budget on the fly. It is not possible because your habits are going to have to adjust as well, like we just said. So um, just a little history about how these NBA contracts worked. Uh, we all know free agency is during the summer, June, July, August. But by early January, if you didn't know, every contract in the NBA is guaranteed. But even thoughtful money management can fail if a fixed income is suddenly disrupted by an active guy. Which is what's upon us right now. And I'm going to read that again. Even thoughtful money management can fail if a fixed income is suddenly disrupted by an active guy. So, to break that down for you folks, uh, NBA players, all of them are not paid the same. Do you have some, like uh, C.J. McCallum said, they might be living paycheck to paycheck, and you have some that are not living paycheck to paycheck. But you have to understand that because of the situation that we are in, and I quote again, an act of God, end quote, something that is out of our control, something that we have no way of intercepting, if you will. Uh, this is something that happened and we had no control over. We didn't know. We had no idea this was going to happen. So even all the way down to the working class, you see how your fixed income can be disrupted. Okay, so again, like I mentioned last week, because they make a lot more money, and I understand that, I get that, but let's take the dollar amounts, the numbers out of it. This is their job that was halted uh, due to means beyond their control, and then they want to ask for money back. Um, I just feel like, and like I said, I'm taking the money, the amounts of money out of the equation. I just feel like it's their right. It's, it's their right, and it should be allotted to them as the average working person is to be able to live the way that they have been living within their previous budget prior to this act of God causing a rift in the budget. And I agree what I said last week the same way that the players, although it might be a higher level of living, should be allotted to live the way that they had been living prior to this pandemic. So some people might disagree with me in that. But like I said, if you take the dollar figures out, you take the numbers out of it, it's the same situation. You know, you feel like as a working class, you should be able to live the way that you had been living up until this pandemic. And I think that those players should be able to live the way that they have been living up until this pandemic. Um, also goes into detail and again like I said a lot of this stuff is the things that I mentioned on my own volition after reading the article last week and then reading this one again purposely highlighting these particular segments once again 
Uh, C.J. McCollum goes on to also say that many come from humble backgrounds and they may have helped generate millions of dollars for their schools and the NCAA. They weren't allowed to earn any income as students outside of a free education. Major point there. And, you know, that goes also into what we talked about a few weeks ago. Should these college athletes get paid? And we talked about um, a proposal a few months back, maybe even back into towards the end of 2019, where there's been proposal that these college players will some at some point start to get a stipend or be able to hire an agent and make money outside of playing basketball for their particular school. Um, McCollum continues, and I quote, I think there's a lot of players and athletes who are first generations that just aren't educated properly on how to manage money, how to manage wealth, and how to continue to make the money grow, end quote. I, I, I totally agree with that, and that's one of the things that I mentioned. If you've never had the money to spend, how will you know how to manage it? Never had it before. So I don't know how to manage this much money. I may know how to manage a certain amount, but now I've, for all intent purposes, doubled, sometimes tripled the amount that I'm used to managing. It's a big jump. And if you've never done it, it's very difficult. You have to start somewhere. You have to crawl before you walk, as the old cliche saying is. But... You know, some of these players, like we said, have never had this type of money to manage. Um, for that matter, they've never had to manage any money or any real money, any significant amounts of money, if you will. So it's very difficult when you get into this realm, you get into this grouping, and you've got all kinds of people coming at you. Wanting to be your manager, wanting to be your financial advisor, telling you to invest in this, trying to get your money to invest in, help them in their business deals to to sell you on the point that you'll make some money off of that. And this is where a lot of these players get taken for their money because they just don't know. It's pretty much that simple. They just don't know. And people, these sharks that are out there, believe it or not. He can tell when you don't know. And those are the people that take advantage of the ones that they can take advantage of because they know that they don't know. Um, he also goes on, and then there's the other side of the player spectrum, of course. And we all know this. We have the superstars, the LeBron Jameses, for example, um, that have a heavy endorsement income. So they'll be able to stay afloat. They'll be able to survive. But what about the guys that don't have these heavy endorsement deals? Um, you know, of course, we say it'd be difficult to muster up sympathy like we mentioned. Lowell, what's going on? Again, like I mentioned last week, it's tough to have sympathy for these guys because of the dollar amounts that they make. Okay? But it also goes into the point that says what a player takes home is far less than his contracted salary. So, let me break that down for you. It says, right off the top, the NBA will take 10% off of that salary, okay? Deducting from the player's first 12 checks as agreed in the CBA, okay? They don't just take it. 
that money is held in escrow until July. Once the NBA audit determines if the players receive the appropriate share, that figure can collectively cannot go beyond 51%. So they will get that money back in escrow. It just depends on what happens and how much they will get back. Um, before the season, the players were, eject, were projected to get their entire escrow back. But Silver estimated that roughly 400 million losses in China, the league was initially expected to keep about 45 million of the players' escrow. Now that revenue is expected to drop to an unprecedented drop, an unprecedented rate, perhaps one to two billion. They're alleging, and the players won't get a cent of their escrow back this season, depending on the resumption of the season. Okay, now, if you take Alice Caruso, for example, and I'm just using this as an example as they broke this down so you get an understanding of how this thing works. Uh, he schedules contracted for $2.75 million. Over his next two checks, he'll have $22,917 deducted from each to complete his escrow payment. Uh, the league typically takes 20% of the player's first 50% of income in escrow, but none of the second half. So, with that being said, uh, if the NBA starts with the new 25% deduction, after 12 escrow payments, in order to offset their losses from the coronavirus shutdown, Caruso would now be on the hook for $28,000 per check, $28,000 plus per check which would end up being a total of $618,750. It's a lot of money. I mean, it may not seem like a lot because he's getting 2.75, almost 3 mil. Still a lot of money. 618,000. It's a lot of money. Breaks down to be 22 and a half percent of his initial contracted 2.75 million. Okay? Then you have to factor in California state taxes his his take home might be in the realm of or in the range of 1.05 million which is only about 38% less if he participates in a retirement plan he'd also owe in the neighborhood to his agent about 85,000 so again people it, it's not it's the same as far as the dollar amounts, but the overall situation is very, very similar. Uh, not every player and agent are comfortable with giving money back for games that might actually be played. So, again, I see their fight and their argument in this. If we're talking about bringing up proposals on possibly resuming the season and, and things of that nature, how can you ask us to give you back money for games that we might possibly play? Okay, uh, one agent says, and I quote, cancel the games if you're going to make if you're going to take the money, because if they do resume, resume, the players aren't going to get money back. End quote. Okay, so there you have it. And it also goes in to say that in simplified terms, if the league is bringing in eight billion in income and the players are contracted to earn half of that four billion, the league is in balance. Okay. 
But if income drops to six billion, the player's four billion will become will would be overcompensated by one billion dollars. Okay, so the first step in that would be keeping the NBA escrow four hundred million in this example. Okay, you got to keep it down. So for the greater good, again, I don't think that the players should give back money. And again, like we mentioned, it's been updated that the players will get their uh, full salaries uh, going into in July. I think at the end of the season or at some point they will get their full salaries. So, again, like I mentioned last week, you know, you have your own ideas, you have your own thoughts, you have your own opinions. But I, for one, feel like they should not be giving back again. And like you said, we've already, they've already uh, squashed that and they are going to get played. I didn't feel like they should give back that much. Um, I also brought up a good point where I also mentioned that they should have given them some type of alternative, some kind of option, where I brought up the point where get these players to donate as some of them already have been. And like we saw the effect that it would take on a guy like Alex Caruso, what about the guys that we mentioned last week that are already doing their part in donating money and services or food or whatever? That's money coming out of their pocket. So now you want them to give back even more. So you want them to incur more losses. Okay. Even though that is a charitable, if you will, um, gesture, it's donated. So it's not really a charitable issue. You can call it that. But again, they probably won't see any of that money back that they're donating or giving away right now. So I think that they should have brought it to them with that being an option. Look, we don't want to pay, we don't want to take the money back. Help out in your city, in your community, at your team, or for the team that you play in, um, or ask to donate money to help the fund that you could possibly get back in escrow. Okay, so I think that would have been a better way to handle it with these players because, of course, the players are going to feel like we feel as working class. Oh, look. I worked for that money. Now you want me to give you half of it back and the work stoppage was not my, I didn't just stop coming to work. Um, I wanted to come to work. I was willing and able to come to work, but due to means beyond my control, I cannot work. And yet you want me to give back half. I just didn't agree with that. Um, I'm glad they resolved that issue and I am glad that things could be squared away with that so again you know you got any questions comments you can leave me comments uh you know the group facebook live uh, or facebook sports rap radio show add anything if you want to add anything in so i'm going to move along before i take my next break and i also mentioned in my intro that we would talk about the wnba and hence i reported we all knew that the wnba was the first um <clears throat> excuse me the first conglomerate conglomerate to decide on having their draft as scheduled but making it a virtual draft um that will happen on schedule on time this friday april the 17th it will be aired or streamed at 7 p.m on espn uh and probably through the espn app as well so again when i brought this up initially i gave kudos to the wnba for taking that step and, and staying on schedule and just offering a virtual draft, which basically means that the commissioner will be in one place. Um, 
phone calls will be made with their picks, teams' picks, yada, yada, yada. They'll be announced. Teams will be streamed and do video calls or Zooms to talk to players in their own environment. Um, this year in the WNBA, there is a consensus number one. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu from the point guard from Oregon, who would, is projected to go number one to the New York Liberty. Um, she is very, very dominant. Again, like I said, this is hands down the consensus number one pick in this year's WNBA draft. Uh, just a little bit of her history. She recently set an all-time NCAA record with 26 triple-doubles and became the only NCAA player ever, you hear me, only NCAA player ever to record 2,000 career points, 1,000 assists, and 1,000 rebounds. So she is the consensus um, first-round pick. And then they said after this draft, it can go a lot of different ways. Uh, she has a couple teammates that are projected to go shortly after her. And the other major name, uh, Shinedi Carter of Texas A&M, who looks to be going like number four. But that could also possibly change. Um, there's a lot of talk about Miss Carter and the things that she does as far as um, playing basketball and the impact she could have to a WNBA organization. So they will be the first ones to attempt or execute a virtual draft. And we will get to see that on Friday, like I said, the 17th, uh, 7 p.m. ESPN. We'll get to see that and see how that plays out. And then we can go from there. So hopefully the NFL bigwigs will be in tune as well as the NBA bigwigs will be in tune to see how this goes forward, how it go, how it plays out and how they can take what they saw and tweak things or add things in to make theirs, their virtual drafts just as good or maybe even better. But this is where we are with virtual drafts, and this is going to be the first one to um, hit our eyesight, hit our view, hit our media access points. So we will definitely um, talk about that next Monday. I'll give you a recap of that draft, and I'll let you know excuse me, what I thought about the virtual draft. If there were things that I could feel, that I saw, that I feel that could uh, change and help um, the other leagues when they get to their virtual drafts. Um, and by the way, the NFL, which would be the next draft coming up, April 23rd through the 25th, the commissioner will be announcing the first round, but he will be announcing the first round from his basement in his own home. Again, the virtual draft, we will see how it progresses from the incubation stage with the WNBA this Friday and moving on to next week uh, or the week after the 23rd with the NFL draft. So with that being said, one more time, one more quick break. It is now 1154. 54 minutes past the 11 a.m. hour. You got a lot of good information so far. I'm going to take a break. When I come back for the second half of the show, I will get into the NFL, their proposed virtual draft, uh, talk some Eagles and possibly how their Eagles draft will play out 
this year. We will definitely also talk about the Miami Dolphins part in the draft, who actually have 14 picks in this coming draft. 14. So they could pretty much set the tone for the draft with those 14 picks. Um, They could do a lot of things in the draft with those 14 picks. We'll pick that up when we return. It's your boy, D. You are tuned in to Sports Rap. I'm holding it down. Heat 100 Radio. I will see you on the other side. Just a few minutes. We'll pick up with our NFL talk 